opening chapters of the Bible are the seedbed for the truth found throughout the rest of Scripture. As we study the first 11 chapters of Genesis, we will discover principles that can guide us as we seek to have a new beginning with God. Are you in need of a spiritual reset? Good news. Our God is the God of new beginnings. Let's join Scott Pauley now. Marriage was God's idea, and for the record, it was a very good idea. This was all the Lord's doing and design. The Bible says it is God who sets the solitary in families. Why is that? Well, we find the answer today in Genesis chapter 2, the closing verses of the second chapter of the book of Genesis. We begin in verse 18, And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Now, this is really interesting. These two words, not good, because to this point, it's been good, 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 very good. And look at all it created, very good. The Lord well pleased, man well provided for. And then suddenly we have a not good. What is the not good? He said, it is not good that the man should be alone. This is very important to understand. This doesn't mean that every person that ever lives is going to get married. In fact, I can show you from the New Testament that on occasion it is the Lord's gift to some people uh, that they would be given to him singly all of their life. And I can tell you some amazing people in history and some people I know now that God has given such grace for, and they're just given to God and to the work of God. But as the general rule of things, we find in Genesis chapter number 2 that God's intent from the beginning is that each person would have a family. Let me show you several things, because this is really not about man. This is about God. And if you understand uh, more about God, you'll understand more about what man needs. So we begin here in verse number 18 with God's desire. What was God's desire? God's desire was that man have companionship. Now, he certainly had the companionship of the Creator. He had a divine a relationship with the divine, uh, but there's a human element to this. And uh, God said, it's not good that man would be alone. I'm going to make him and help meet for him, appropriate to him, like unto him. Verse 19 says, And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam ca called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, to the fowl of the air, to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found an help meet for him. There's the second occasion where this same term is used. Now, the term has tremendous meaning, help meet for him. Let me just tell you, we all need help. You can ask my wife, she can tell you, he needs a lot of help. Uh, but we need help appropriate to us. Uh, you see, God gives man, woman, and woman, man, so that we will complete one another. We're not competitors. We're completers. We're made different. We're made uniquely. And we complement one another. The wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, said uh, that it is better for two than for one. Two is better than one. Because if one falls, the other one helps him up. The two lie together, there's heat. There's so many benefits and blessings. But all of this is a revelation and reminder of God's great desire. What is God's great desire? It is that we have companionship. Everybody needs it. You need friendship. You need family. Uh, Satan loves to isolate people. When did he get Eve? When did he talk to Eve? When she was by herself. A sin often isolates a man. 
Sometimes self will get so self-centered, we isolate ourselves. That's a, a dangerous place to be, my friend. If that's where you are right now, I'm going to tell you what you need. You need companionship. First with God and then with others because this was God's desire from the very beginning. If you want a new beginning, start here. We read on, verse 21. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of man. So we learn a second thing, not about man and not even about woman, about God. We learn not only God's desire, but we see here God's gift. Do you understand that marriage is God's gift? Uh, that uh, your spouse, the person of God choosing for you, that's God's gift to you? That makes it holy ground. That makes this a sacred thing. Uh, this is not just some, um, some sexual relationship. This is a spiritual oneness they're about to come into. This is not just uh, some physical thing. No, this is a spiritual revelation. God gifted uh, this woman to this man. It's beautiful how he did it. He made Adam go to sleep. I remember my pastor saying years ago to young people, stop searching for your life's mate. Stop seeking, try to find that person or make that person. Instead, you just go to sleep in the will of God, rest in the Lord, and as you rest, God will bring that person to you. I love that. I also love the picture here. Remember, he made man out of the dust of the ground, but he makes woman out of man. Specifically, notice this carefully, out of the rib. He took from Adam's side. Where's the help meet? Right beside you. Uh, not, as someone said and rightly observed, under the foot to be stepped on. and Not under the hand uh, to be abused. and Not under the head uh, to be lorded over but under the heart, to be tenderly cared for, to be brought near. This is God's gift. And then we come to the last two verses, very important. Therefore, therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. We see here not just God's desire and God's gift, we see God's way. Can I tell you what God's way is for man and for woman, that they be together, that they be married, uh, specifically that they leave and cleave. I've always thought this was really a very fascinating thing, but he established the principle of leaving and cleaving in Genesis 2 with the first man, even though the first man did not have a father or mother to leave. So why? Because this wasn't for Adam, this is for all the rest of us. A gentleman, we are to, at the right time and with the right person, leave father and mother. That doesn't mean forget them or neglect them, uh, but we're no longer under that authority. That no longer is the primary relationship of life. And so in marriage, there is a leaving and there is a cleaving. And by the way, you can't cleave if you don't leave. And so we begin our own families and we become one flesh, one in spirit, one in soul, one in body. There is a great oneness. Sin divides, God unites. This is God's way. And I love verse 25. It says that they were in this state, naked and unashamed. Now remember, sin's going to bring shame in the next chapter. They'll have to make fig leaf aprons and God will have to clothe them and all of that. But prior to sin, God's perfect way 
was that there was nothing between man and woman and God and nothing between man and woman and each other. God's way is a way of, of innocence. God's way is the way of wholeness, purity. You know, this world is so dirty. If you're not careful, your mind can get dirty and you start thinking uh, impure thoughts because you're getting hit on every side from impurities. I want to just remind you, dear one, that God's way is the way of purity and wholeness. And uh, God's way is the right way. Marriage is God's institution. The family, God's idea. And this kind of relationship can only happen when God has his rightful place in our hearts and in our homes. Apart from God, apart from God's desire and God's gift and God's way, it is not good. But aren't you glad that our God can take everything that is not good and make something very good out of it. And friends, only our good God can do that. No matter where you are or what you've done, you can have a new beginning with the Lord. A great way to experience this new beginning is to have a fresh start in your devotional life. We encourage you to get into God's Word. On our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, you will find a wide variety of devotional plans from which to choose. We hope they're a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today, and may God help you to enjoy the journey. Thank you.